Hello everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a minute to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week, we're hearing from our friend Kid, who spoke about setting boundaries. And I'm sorry, there's a little break in the middle of the recording, and we lost about a minute of his qualification. Um, but otherwise, please enjoy. Um, hi, I'm Kid. I qualify for this program. Hi, My kid. childhood was weird. Um, yeah, it's really good to be at this meeting. This meeting is extremely precious to me. It's my first ACA meeting, and um, um, it was my first ACA meeting. I um, I felt really close with people when I got there, and it is really cool to see like the next generation of what it's shaped like um, right now. Um, oh, that's a terrible idea. I thought I'd pin myself. That's terrible. I want to hide myself. Okay, that's so much better. Okay, so let's go. Um, so I'll, I'll read from the big book. How about that? Um, so I'm going to jump kind of in the middle here, but I think it's something we can all understand well enough that it might not need too much of an introduction. What is a boundary? Okay. There are different types of boundaries, but their purposes are to allow us to remain safe, respected, and free of harm. All boundaries remind us that the feelings, behaviors, and attitudes of others are separate from our own. The feelings and thoughts of others are not our responsibility. We can feel empathy for another person and show compassion, but we are separate from the other person. Okay, so that's gonna be more or less my theme and tool boundaries, but I did have an interesting conversation with my roommate on the way here, and he was like, I was like, well, I'm gonna do a, a lead. And he said, well, what, on what step? And I went, yeah, I've been wondering that too, because I thought, you know, there's these steps and they're kind of cool. And um, I think we have like a lot of tools in our sandbox in ACA, and that's really cool. But sometimes I'm kind of like, this is the one I should always take in the morning. You know, this is the one that I, I, I have to do. A weird metaphor for it is it's like you're in um, Star Wars and um, you have to go fight your dad and um, like you can't just pause and be like I didn't learn the force and I didn't learn to use my lightsaber but like I watered all the plants and I went for a walk and I watched some cartoons like all those are good things we have to do in the program but like you need to learn to use your lightsaber which is like the steps. And then you need to like talk to Yoda and that's like your sponsor or your fellow traveler or somebody. So there's my diatribe. Let's go back into the book. Um, I'm just, just my Jewish side. I have to be like pouring over the pages, but um, so that in terms of a step, I felt like that was kind of step one territory that we're talking about here, which is unmanageability. And when I got in the program, I tried to rush through the steps 
on my, my own, just going through the book. And I went, Oh, this is too painful. And then I tried a fellow traveler thing. And that was, we were all a little raw. So that was too painful. And I had to go the sponsorship route because I need somebody that I can call and just, just blazingly talk. And that's what I needed. Um, different people in this fellowship, I realized need different, that's what I needed. So, um, so, but when I finally finished step one, which took a while, I was like, okay, cool. Now I'm done step one. And then it took years for me to go back to a meeting and I was having all these problems. And I was like, oh, you're not just done step one. Like my life is still unmanageable. That is something I have to keep turning over. Now, my internet connection is unstable. So I'll mention that. Yeah, my connection is unstable, you know? And so, um, so, um, so I need to go back to that connection with my higher power and I need to go back to like, okay, something's unmanageable here. And that sounds really sad, but it's actually good things because it means there's some kind of workable solution once I find the page I was on. Okay, one moment here. Thank you for your patience. So in terms of boundaries, what I found really interesting about this thing here is we are separate from the other person. Somebody said that in a meeting, it balled me over. They said, the real boundary is that we're different from other people, you know? And like, there's some big picture, higher power sense where we're not, but that is the real boundary. And that's the one I think in ACA, we really try to fight because of the codependent relationship with our parents or something. Like we really want to be able to say like, okay, we can work on a solution together, but there is a boundary between us and another person. It's not something we have to build or create or that can be taken away. It's just there. And that's the one that was really hard for me to hear at first because I didn't want that to be the case. I wanted boundaries to be something I was just completely in control over or whatnot. So we can get into that too, but let's, okay. So let's look back at the text. This is on page 346, if you read the book. Um, one type of boundary is a statement or request that we communicate to someone. This statement is usually a request for a particular behavior to cease or to be modified. When we establish a boundary, we must be willing to follow through. We must honor our boundary, even if others do not. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna stop there again. So um, when I was working with a sponsor in this fellowship and I was having a lot of problems with living with my father and I was like, I keep asking him to do this and he won't do that. And I was in program, so I was like ready to go, right? And, um, and my sponsor had said, you can keep requesting that, but he can't hear it right now. And that was really, really hard for me to deal with because I'm like, what? I just learned what these things are called boundaries. Once I get it, everything's going to go my way, and that's not how it's working out. And it was later pointed out to me, and I do believe that you have written here, one type of boundary is a statement or request that we communicate to someone. I think it goes into the other type here. For example, if we ask someone who is verbally abusive to stop the behavior in our presence, we must be willing to walk away from the person if he remains abusive. We do not negotiate our boundary with the person. We avoid haggling over why he does not honor it. We state our boundary clearly and honor it for ourselves. That was another really hard part, which was like, oh, these boundaries are for me. They're not like I keep getting together with my ex and telling her we need to stop this. It's like, <laughs> I just have to not call her, you know? And that's really, really hard um, for me. And then. What, the wording here I find kind of interesting because I think there's a few ways to word this, to, to look at this. Let's look at it. Um, for example, if we ask someone who is verbally abusive to stop their behavior in our presence, we must be willing to walk away if the person, if he remains abusive. Okay, that's true. There's also, 
a statement about the person in this line, that they are abusive, right? It doesn't say seems abusive, looks abusive, it says is abusive. And I'm sure we run into that a fair amount because we tend to cultivate those kinds of relationships. But we also have this thing from step one where we have the effects of family dysfunction, alcoholism and other family dysfunction. So we may be reading those things. This is where I go to another part of the book. This is in the fourth step. It lists a bunch of feelings, but I want to protest one of them. Let's look at it. It's really beautifully written. So let's give it the benefit of the doubt here. Abandoned, a sense of loss, being left, pushed out, forgotten, minimized, betrayed, feeling vulnerable, feeling physically small, adopt, lost at sea. I think that's really, really beautiful. I don't think abandoned is a feeling. I'm differentiating those for a reason because we're talking about boundaries here. So uh, I heard at a meeting one time, they said, it's not that great of a boundary to say, I won't be around you when you're drinking because then you're sitting there the whole relationship being like, are they drunk? I can't tell if they're drunk. So a boundary is something to you, right? I can't be around you if I think you're drunk, <laughs> you know? And it, I might be wrong, right? I might be totally wrong, but at least, and, forming some kind of relationship. I'm not sure that's the best example, but it, it is one that kind of illustrates my point, which is we're going to feel abandoned pretty regularly. I'm actually not sure if you guys are like me, but I feel abandoned pretty regularly. It does not take a lot, you know? Um, it, it's, it's very easy for me to walk into a space and be like, no, I'm out, you know? That's very easy for me, especially since I came to these rooms and I learned that I have all these feelings. That's pretty common for me. My girlfriend says, um, you can't abandon adults. So, so we can feel abandoned all the time. And I'm not saying anything against all, 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 everything that's stated here, you feel lost at sea, but lost at sea isn't a feeling like hungry. It's like an amorphous thing and you can't, you know, you have to be mindful about how you throw that on the other person in my opinion, but you can make those statements to the other person. And so that's where it says earlier, um, statements or requests that we communicate to someone. And it's, you know, the, the, those, I think there is a room for that negotiation. There is another person that, that we can negotiate these boundaries with, I think, which is not a person, kind of a person, which is our inner children. Because, you know, when I first got into the rooms, I was like, oh, cool, there's these inner children and they like candy and they like video games and they like all this stuff. This is awesome, you know, and I was really into that. And I still am into that, but I'm learning. I have a little bit more of a reward system with them. I try to, and I have a, a good therapist who works through this. So I have a three children model. There's like Jess, there's Jesse, there's Jamie. And they're just like, they've all got their own story. And I try to listen well, but when I let them run the show, it doesn't go so hot because they want to go text my ex and they want to go open up those wounds. And then I have to go like tell her she should have had boundaries. And it's like, no, that was me, you know? And, um, where am I going with this? Aside from loud. Um, so those <laughs> relationships for me, they're like, they're like, I, I, I have to see what they want and then what they really want, you know? So it takes some talking and it takes some me being like, okay, give me how you feel about this. And she'll tell me how she feels about it. Or like, I'll have to check with each of them and just listen and just hear what they have to say. But then I set rules, you know, and then I make boundaries and I say, well, we can't call her. We're in a really good relationship. So we tendency to self-sabotage, but I would rather text my ex and watch cartoons, right? I would rather, thank you for the time. 
Um, I would rather uh, do a completely self-sabotage thing than give myself a little reward. And the inner children, they don't know one from the other perfectly well. So that's why I give them some structure, and then I try to give them some some fun and, and some reward. So, wow, I have more time. Okay, what are we gonna do? All right, I'll talk about the steps for a second here. Um, I thought it'd be nice to talk about step one because it is where we start in this fellowship. And um, for anybody who is curious about embarking on that aspect of it, now you'll notice my codependence trying to save everyone here, but um, I still am working my way through the steps and, and searching for a new sponsor um, who I can really, really work with, with through these. I'm, I'm in step eight now. Um, the steps, they are, I think they're part of the whole, this two shall pass of this fellowship. I think they're the part that makes us, we can kind of hit the pillow going, we're, we're, we're progressing on that end. And I think that all those reward systems that I've talked about, I think I've talked about them throughout, they're there as part of the carrot on the stick. Um, not just because they're indispensable, but because, you know, the, the, they bring a certain calm just to slow down our immune systems because I think as ACAs, at least I am really wired, right? And really nervous and really, that's why I need just like, just a little, just a little cookie once in a while, you know? But the, the, the steps bring a certain solace. Um, in another fellowship, I'll, I'll wrap, wrap myself out and say it's, it's Al-Anon. The ending of step one ends with, we move towards hope. And I don't think we move towards hope that this person will stop drinking or this will go my way or that will go my way. You know, I think we move towards hope that we can cultivate serenity in the face of these changes, you know? And um, if I had to tie it into the boundaries thing, right? It doesn't mean that everybody's going to listen to what I have to say or, or honor it. And honor it is, is, it's oftentimes it's just a request. It's me, you know, telling my girlfriend, like, I have this weird thing where I'm terrified when I come into the room. And if you could say hello to me, that'd be great. You know, and she comes from adult children too. So she's like, doesn't know how to handle when I walk in the space either, you know? So it's not like, you know, I know the right way. It's like, I have this weird thing. Can we try it? You know, and those are the requests I have to learn to make or I have, have had to learn to make. Um, quiet time. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Um, well, I've covered the material. So um, yeah, for me, the fellow traveler thing, I have fellow travelers in this fellowship. Um, I need someone to push me through because I'm not really good at talking to my inner children. I'm not really good at um, telling myself I'm doing okay or telling myself, you know, listen to what exactly what I was trying to say earlier. Like I would just, I don't let myself have um, what I really want, but I'm okay giving myself the, the things that um, I kind of want in sort of a juvenile way, I guess is the word I'd use for it. Um, and I need somebody who can just tell me like, that sounds like really good thing to work on, you know? And that sounds like something you're hurting from, you know? The same way I try to listen to my inner children, which is like to try to hear them out. And if you listen long enough, they're like, yeah, no, we don't like that. We're just really scared and we don't know what to do, you know? And, um, and I need people who have that relationship. Thank you. I need some people who have that kind of relationship with me. Um, who uh, can get to hear me out. And the funny thing is, I think we have a tendency to run from a lot of relationships, at least I've found. And um, instead of airing things out, and I've had in sponsorship, it's cool. And, and other people have talked about it on the podcast, of, of this podcast, um, 
of like, whoa, wait, like I actually got to tell you why I'm all scared and insecure about something you did and then we can just hash it out. And that's, I think, a lot of the growing process here because we're not going to be in a world where there's no bosses and there's no authority figures and there's none of that. You know, we're going to have to keep having those kinds of interactions. And I think it's cool when we can learn to grow through them. Thank you.